Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. Welcome in. This is Coffee Break, and I'm Troy Shockley. The show brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. If you have a property that fits the needs of their buyers, call David at Versant, 459-8565. And we're kicking off the show today. Uh, you know, we're getting out of the season, but that's okay. We're, we're holding on for a little bit longer. We're talking skiing and uh, specifically ski patrol and uh thanks for coming in guys i sure appreciate it grab that mic and swing it in a little bit we want to make sure that we hear you our setup in uh in, in here in my corner bunker we we got one mic so you guys got to kind of cuddle up there we cuddled all some winter can you uh can you guys introduce yourself to the folks let them know who you are and, and, and what it is you do yeah, uh, my name is Desiree Gillum. I'm a first-year ski patroller. Um, just came on last fall, took the outdoor emergency care, and then did the outdoor emergency toboggan training. Just got signed off on that, and with me is Peter Strauss. Hey, Troy, I'm Peter Strauss. Five or six years on the Great Divide Ski Patrol, and it's great. Yeah, I had no idea you did ski patrol, Peter. I, You know, I like to give back to the community, and this is another opportunity for me to enjoy one of the sports that I just love. Yeah. And take care of folks who might need it yeah so what what got you in into that i mean you you want to help i know obviously you're involved with nonprofit and that, and that sort of thing but i'm curious why you two and you now you're up so might as well keep talking with you why skiing why ski patrol well i've been skiing all my life my dad started skiing in the early 50s and he got me on skis when i was about five years old so i've been skiing for let's just say over 50 years <laughs> I quit racing in the late seventies. There you go. <laughs> if that helps you, Desire, what about you? Why, why? Why? I mean, this is a relatively new thing for you. It is. I am honestly brand new to skiing this year. Um, I absolutely love it. We've had amazing trainers. My big passion was the medical side of it. Um, I've been a licensed DMT for over ten years, so kind of be able to get my hands in the medical side of it and keep it there was a big passion for me. Okay. Yeah, and a, a big part of skiing is ski patrol. It's something that's really for most people that go up it's in the background they never see you guys or they see you and they go oh yeah there's one of the one of the guys yeah but they don't need you hopefully but um when people need it it's there i mean can you explain sort of what ski patrol is especially for people that maybe aren't skiers themselves or um like to say maybe they're new and so they they've been up two or three times they haven't actually seen you out there what is ski patrol maybe who is ski patrol ski patrol is all volunteer at great divide and it's a great opportunity if you want to go skiing you've got this opportunity and we're there i always say that 85 percent of our job is skiing and just being around and answering questions for people where do i go what's the best route where's the best snow 15 percent of the work is putting up safety devices whether it's fences or bamboo posts or closing things off that are dangerous and then the other part of that is if somebody gets hurt we're there to help them our job is to assess, stabilize, and transport. If they need higher medical care, our job is to get them there quickly. Yeah. Well, and uh, this is uh, this is all volunteer. Is that is that different than a lot of places, or is that pretty standard? Or it depends on the state and it depends on the mountain. I know a few mountains in Montana are paid pro, what they call a pro patroller. Um, Great Divide is again 100% volunteer, so all of our medical supplies we have to come out of our budget every year. Um, we have to trade out new toboggans frequently if we have damage to them. Those are not uh, 
cheap item to no. purchase. Yeah. Um, so that's where we come in with our fundraising tools and mechanisms to try and raise those funds because we don't charge anything for any of our medical help that we do. So anything that's used on the hill has come out of our budget and out of our fundraising mm-hmm. efforts. By our national charter from National Ski Patrol, we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization and we are required to be separate from the ski area. So while we get support from Great Divide and we yeah. thank them so much, we have to do our own fundraising to buy all the medical equipment and supplies as well as all the transportation devices we use. So how big is the ski patrol at Great Divide? Like how many, how many people? I think we're at 38 right now. Okay. And we actually yep. have a nice crew. I think we've got 15 people signed up to come on for next year. So okay. Yeah, that's great. Because the more, the more people you have, really the better it is. Absolutely. I mean, and the more safe. And, and plus, I mean. Peter, you said 85% of it. You're just out there on the hill. Damn, I, I just I just <laughs> love being able to ski and help people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you, you help people. But, oh, oh, yeah, skiing. I'm out yeah. on the hill. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a lot of training here involved too, right? It's not just somebody doesn't show up and go, oh, I got skis, I can do it. There's a there's an awful lot of training involved. There is. Um, the beginning of fall, we actually start our outdoor emergency care class. So it was for us every Wednesday for about four hours, um, and it lasted for about three months. Then we uh, finally got into ski season. Thankfully, the Great Divide, we got in early this year because of their crew up there had a snow. So we got to start October 31st this year. Um, then we went into ski classes. So myself and even the new trainees actually got to go through um, ski classes with some of the most extraordinary skiers I have ever seen. <laughs> it was amazing to watch them. It is a technique that is undeniably amazing to me. I ride horses. So seeing something different like that and their professionalism behind it, it's crazy to you watch. You know, there is that sport with horses and skis, Desire. I mean, if, you, if you're... We're talking it. We're talking it next year. I mean, we're you've got one, it. now you've got the other. Yep. I mean, ski joring next year. It's in the back of my mind, let me tell you. That I like it. Back of my mind. And, you know, we keep talking about skiing, but there's also snowboarders. Yep. And let's not leave them out because we have plenty of guys, on, plenty of people, both men and women on the ski patrol, who are strictly boarders. So you can do it on the board as well. Yeah, and there's a lot of time involved here. I mean, because you're, it, it's volunteer, obviously, but you're showing up and you're you're at the mountain all day, aren't you? We're pulling, we're putting in a full day of work. We're there before the mountain opens to make sure that everything is safe, that all the fences are up, that the safety devices are there. Oh man, you have to take the first there. run. Is that what you're saying, Peter? Darn it! Yes, they I, make you take the first run of the I'm, day. I'm cutting the tracks in that nice deep powder for your safety. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> And then the last run of the day, did they make you do that too? We do, yes. We and do. you know, after a, after a full day of skiing, sometimes that's a yeah, little tough. Everyone saw that last run might be. That, that's when you get in the toboggan, right? <laughs> well, hopefully nobody ever gets into the toboggan. Uh, we're, we're talking this morning with uh, Peter Strauss, Josiah Gillum. Uh, we're, we're talking ski patrol up at uh, Great Divide. It's a vital part of the hill. And um, there's a fundraiser. I mean, you guys talked about this money comes out of your budget we're not pulling you know the, the money that funds ski patrol does not come out of your lift ticket uh, this is money that you're you're putting uh, you're putting together on your own so what's going on because there's a fundraiser to help you keep all of us safe when we're up there absolutely we're actually having the great divide ski patrol retro day um, poker run this saturday uh first hand gets uh, sold at 10 o'clock 25 bucks a hand um we have amazing prizes this year um We've got skis that are actually donated by the Great Divide Ski Area for a high hand. Um, Ten Mile Brewery donated a, a snowboard for a high hand. 
Um, Great Divide Ski Patrol has donated a set of skis as well for some um, prizes for the retro part. Base Camp, Capital Sports, Essential Mountain Productions, um, Mike's Adrian Chairs, Shields out of Great Falls, and Sports City Cyclery out of Great Falls have donated amazing door prizes. I mean, like a hundred dollar wow. higher item door prizes. There's a lot of stuff here. Hands. We've got great stuff going on. It's going to be really fun. Um, you can email us, Facebook us. Okay. That so, sort. Peter, go ahead. So, it's a retro day. That is, bring your oldest outfit you've got for skiing, and there's a prize for the best men's and best women's retro outfit. So, there's going to be a lot of neon on the hill. I expect so. And some of us older patrollers will be judging bring your oldest ski equipment <laughs> to the hill. Oldest ski equipment, as judged by the oldest ski patroller, <laughs> will win a new pair of skis. Okay, so you're not you're not eligible then. Because we I, are not. I would think you could pull something out of your closet and take this thing. You don't want to know what I have. <laughs> I kind of do. <laughs> no, you don't. I started with the bear trap bindings. <laughs> wow. Yes. P- Peter goes back on that. Uh, he he helped build Great Divide. Um, <laughs> not even close, but. <laughs> So, so so we've got this thing going on. There's this Saturday. Tons of great prizes. It's this Saturday, isn't it? Right. The 27th. Yeah. It's going to be a great day to ski and ride. A great divide. Look at that. You guys worked on that, didn't you? A little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So people don't have to necessarily sign up or anything, right? They just have to know what's happening and, and, and show up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. We'll yep. get you your poker hand when you can come sign up. We're going to do the sign up right at the clinic. You can purchase your poker hand. Ski around. Um, we'll have a dealer at specific spots across the mountain. Um, we also have a scavenger hunt for little guys, ten and under, ten bucks. Um, they go and speak to a patroller, introduce themselves, tell them what they love about the Great Divide ski area, and have those um, patrollers sign off on a sheet. They bring it back to the clinic, and we actually give. Um, I've got it up to four prizes, no matter what. Each kid gets four prizes back. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. So if you're interested in ski patrol, our email is gd patrol at gmail gd patrol at gmail yeah and you've got some folks already signed up i guess for next year it sounds like but you could always use more absolutely every hand is a helpful hand so if, if people are interested in signing up obviously that that love uh, for skiing that's number one on the list but but then they have to go through the training and stuff so all all of that is required for them to be a part of it but it sounds like you're willing to take anybody that's willing to put in that time and that effort Absolutely. Absolutely. And even if you're not a great skier, having that medical background <laughs> Does that, really Design takes care of the bunny hill. And then, uh, <laughs> That's where I, I shine on the bunny hill. The bunny patrol. I got I to gotta tell you a fast story. My wife will let me ski with her, but she won't go skiing with me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's too bad. <laughs> Guys, I, I, I sure appreciate you coming in. I appreciate what you do up there uh, at Great Divide to help keep all of us safe. Once again, uh, Ski Patrol, uh, a vital part of uh, people having fun up there uh, at Great Divide. So without them, we couldn't be up there. So uh, Design, Gillum, and Peter Strauss, thanks for what you're doing. And uh, if you guys want to get up there, we're running out of snow days, guys. So get on up there on Saturday, and we've got the fundraiser going on. Wear your neon. Bring those old sticks out of uh, out of the closet, and uh, you don't even brush off the dust. Like leave that on, leave that on there. The cobwebs in the bindings, all of that is going to help you out. That's going on Saturday. Does it start at specific time, or is it just 
all day up at the hill? The hill opens up at 10, and the first poker hands are sold at 10 as well. Okay. And we don't want you to use your old equipment. Please, that's not safe. <laughs> Just bring it to us. We'll judge it. We'll, we'll carbon date it. There you go. I like it. Guys, thanks so much for showing up this morning and for doing what you do. Thanks for having us. We appreciate being Thanks so morning. much, Troy. It's yeah, great. Yeah, for sure. Stick around. We've got more Coffee Break. It's coming up right after this. I just wanted to step away from the show for a few seconds to tell you that if you miss an episode, you can always catch up. We're on iTunes, so find our show there or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Local and area events, city, state, and national officials, your neighbors doing incredible things. We talk to them all on Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. In today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, we deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across Montana. Ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com security. Welcome back. This is Coffee Break, and I'm Troy Shockley. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. Coffee Break is brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. Finding the perfect buyer for your home doesn't have to be daunting. Call David at Versant, 459-8565. And we finish the show today with Jerry Hill. He's the executive director for CASA of Lewis and Clark and Broadwater Counties. Jerry, how are you doing? I am well this morning. Thank you, Troy. I uh, I appreciate you coming in. Uh, we, we discovered a, a, a very small link with uh, myself and Jerry because he went to uh, Willamette University, which is in, uh, of course, wine country of Oregon. I lived in McMinnville also in the Willamette Valley for uh, for a couple of years. So you see that we're already hitting it off. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, you're the executive director for CASA. How long have you been there now? I've been there since July of 2020. Okay. Yeah. I mean, coming in into the job in the midst of a pandemic, that's no big deal. <laughs> right like i mean no big challenge there yeah uh, it, well and especially a, a, a non-profit right i mean that adds another twist to it yeah it was something to you know leave the security of a state job i was with child and family services for six years and step into the nonprofit world uh, but it was time uh, we've got just an amazing opportunity to serve children and that's really where my heart's at yeah have you settled in Oh, I am doing great. Found, found your footing now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, can you explain, I guess, before we, we dive in, can you explain what CASA is to folks? Because it's an organization, it's, it's of vital importance, but it's also, uh, it, it's very niche, right? Like there's a lot of people that will never know or hear or use those services. So can you explain what it is that you do? Yes. So court-appointed special advocates really have one function. Um, we train and um, deploy volunteers who are appointed by the court to walk with kids while they're in foster care. These are kids that have been removed from their parents due to um, ne neglect or abuse, and they're in the court system. It's called a dependency neglect cases. So we train volunteers, and they walk with those children, understand everything they can about their life and their needs, and then they write reports and report back to the court about what's in the child's best interest. Yeah, I mean, and, and silly question, how important is that? <laughs> well, you know, in my view, uh, these are our children. This is our community, and the children are the most vulnerable, um, the ones in foster care, in my view, of anybody in mm -hmm. our community. And that the outcomes, the difference that it makes for a child to have a CASA advocate 
is their long-term outcomes are much better. One of the measurements they use is hope, just how, how does you know, hope affect a child growing up? And having a CASA advocate increases the amount of hope children have. It can have a profound difference um, in their lifetimes and in the outcomes of the cases. Yeah, I mean, it's fairly easy, I think, uh, to see how low that hope meter would be without somebody standing next to them, right? Like if all of a sudden they're just, now they're in the system, they're, you know, the, the, the court's going through its thing. And I mean, their kids, any of us would have a hard time understanding what's going on, but throwing the fact that uh, their kids as, as young as, as what, like what's the age range we're talking here? Well, up to 18, but yeah. you know, sometimes kids are removed to the hospital. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, I mean, it's such a, an important thing. And these are, these are volunteers that do this. Yes. Yeah, they're adults that volunteer their time. We offer them substantial training um, and then support as they uh, learn how to support these kids um, while they're in foster care. How many volunteers do you have? Because I, I, I think when you sit down and think about it, obviously, and sadly, the number of people needed for this is probably pretty significant. Yeah, we have a 62 volunteers right now. Okay. And we're able to serve well, we've grown a lot in this last year. We're serving 130 children right wow. now. We have 60 still waiting for advocates. So we still need um, volunteers. That's a, a big part of, okay. of what we do. So who is that, right? I mean, because I think on the surface, people hearing that go, I, I don't know anything about the court system. I, I don't even know if I you know, know much about kids, right? How could I be? Who is right for this for this role? Well, it needs to be somebody that really has a genuine interest in, in the well-being of children. And then adults that can pass about a background check. One of the main things that we do are write reports to the court. So it needs to be somebody that can, you know, express their, their thoughts in, in writing. Um, and we have a template and support. But these are folks that maybe takes 8 to 10 hours a month on average. Um, but people willing to donate that much time uh, to improve the lives of children. Yeah, and that was going to be my question: is what what what's the time involved? It sounds like it's uh it, it's important time, but not necessarily significant time that you're going. Well, I, I can't do this every day. Yeah, the other factor of time is that when a dependency neglect case opens, there's a clock that starts, and the federal law states that if the kid's out of the home for 15 months, that really it's in their best interest to look at permanency, like look at adoption. Mm -hmm. So we asked CASA volunteers to remain throughout the case. As in many cases, the social worker will change. Sometimes the placement changes. Kids change schools. They change therapists. Yeah. They change attorneys. But the CASA is often the one constant through the whole case for the child. Yeah, and how important is that? I mean, just to have that one thing that kids know, this person is going to be there. That's got to be huge. Yeah. And sometimes, I mean, there's research that shows that one relationship with a child, they, a person that really cares about a child can really shift things. And if you think about a child in terms of attachment, um, to be able to have an adult that's safe and healthy and be with them until they have a safe, permanent home, it makes a huge difference in those cases. Yeah. And, and someone who doesn't have to be there. They're, they're choosing to be there. I think that's important as well. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. We're talking this morning with Jerry Hill. He's the executive director for uh, Casa of Lewis and Clark and Broadwater County. So you got to. This is a wide. This is a wide map that you've got to deal with here. Yes, yeah, so we serve the first judicial district, which includes those two counties. 
So how often are your services needed? I, I would expect daily in, in some aspects, right? Yeah, well, we have, um, you know, kids coming into care all the time yeah. and then kids that have achieved permanency on a regular basis. So it's a constant um you know, yeah. process. Well, and Montana is very, I mean, we have a lot of kids in foster, in the foster system compared to most of the country, don't we? That's true. Yeah, we have a higher um, rate per capita of children in care. Like in the top couple, isn't it? It's, I'm not sure of the exact number, but I know for our surrounding area, we, yeah, yeah and we're higher, quite a bit higher than the national average. Yeah, it's it's really, really high. And it's something that, of course, takes a lot of time, a lot of energy. It's It's got to be it's got to be pretty emotional as well. I mean, it, it can be emotionally draining, I would expect. There's that aspect. Yeah, part yeah. of our, our training and support does have to do with secondary trauma and trauma yeah. stewardship for our volunteers and for our staff. And obviously there's, I mean, this is a volunteer uh, thing when we're talking about uh, CASO, but um, that, that doesn't mean everything that you do is free. Right. I mean, it takes money. <laughs> yes. uh, you know, it, it's it's not uh, cost free. Um, how, how is the, how is Costa doing through the pandemic? Because obviously nonprofits struggling with uh, with money, with fundraisers, all the stuff they normally do couldn't all of a sudden be done. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Um, part of our funding has been grant based in the past, and that's been greatly reduced. Uh, we're currently engaged with a fundraiser. Is coming up in April called um, a Treasure Chest of Hope, um, and we're seeing it just a phenomenal response from the community this year. I think people know that it's difficult mm-hmm. at times for nonprofits, and the response we're getting is just astounding. Yeah, and and Helena is uh, Helena's pretty fantastic when it comes to supporting uh, things like this just normally. But I, I think the community's really stepped up knowing, like you said, it, it's different this year. I mean, it, it's harder. So the fundraiser, it's it's online, right? I mean, like everything else <laughs> yes. now, like hopefully at some point we're going to get back to doing things in person, but this is an online thing. I mean, explain what's happening here. Well, we're calling it a treasure chest of hope with the, the theme of hope being so important. And there's a couple of aspects to it. We have a, a raffle. Um, many of the tickets are already sold. That's going well. There are also um, these displays called treasure chests. It might be a freezer full of meat um, and other things that are displayed at a number. There are 13 of them displayed around town. Um, they just went up last weekend. Um, and those each will be auctioned off. It's similar to um, other you know, fundraisers where they have... Uh, displays at business locations. Mm-hmm. And then on the night of the April 16th, there will be uh, a live auction uh, of those items, plus there are silent auction items that will be uh, up for about a week beforehand on our, our website. Okay. That's where people go is, is, is go to your yes. website for this? Yes. What, what is that? Where do, where do people look that up? Or do they just need to <laughs> jump on the Google? Yeah, it's helenacasa.org. Okay. Um, there's also... We have a, a name that includes the Broadwater County initials, but it's a little complicated. <laughs> so just HelenAcasa.org is the easiest way to find us. Okay. And what about those raffle tickets? You said those are selling pretty well. If people want to get in on that. How do they get those? Um, again, if they go to the website, okay. there, there's a link on the website for the raffle tickets. Okay. And what are we raffling? It's a, a stay at a – it's called the Sage Lodge in Paradise Valley. Um, two nights there plus – some 
you know, monetary benefits for mm -hmm. a night out or um, a spa and an excursion, things like that. It's kind okay. of an exotic weekend. Yeah, so a lot of cool stuff. And th this money, Jerry, goes where? All the money that you raised from this, what's it going to do f for CASA? Well, we have, you know, we operate a small nonprofit. We have three people on staff and a small office, and it really goes to support those expenses that are necessary to to um, recruit and train and deploy our volunteers. We also have a small portion of our of our budget we call a child's need fund. Anytime a child in foster care, you know, maybe they need, like I had a request this week, a child needed a baseball glove. I thought it would be really important to get them into sports. Well, we have funds to help with those kinds of requests okay. from time to time. Yeah. So uh, come on, guys. Everybody out there listening, uh, if, if you're not helping out Costa, you're you're denying kids baseball. That, that's what we got to do, right? We got we've got to <laughs> sure. Let's we've, do it. We've got to make this tough for them to say no, Jerry. Jerry Hill is the executive director for Costa of Lewis and Clark and Broadwater counties. And uh, Jerry, we've got about uh, 90 seconds left. What is it that you want to get out to the folks and uh, and let them know? Well, I just want to express you know, just how important this work is it's important to my to my own heart i think the the children to see the difference it makes it's very profound and also to see the difference it makes in the lives of all our volunteers you know covid's been tough mm -hmm. and our a lot of the visitations we've done have to be over phone or video um, but to be able to contribute significantly to the most vulnerable people in our community in the midst of a pandemic it's profound I'm so grateful to be in a little organization um, that th that has children as our work. Yeah, it, it's such great work and such important work uh, that you're doing out there. So uh, once again, there there's raffle tickets. There's going to be um, an auction of some pretty fantastic stuff. And they just need to go to your website in order to get involved with that. Yes. Okay. There's also watch party packages that people can purchase since they're not going to be there live. Um Anyway, we intend that it be a great evening, and yeah. we appreciate everybody's support. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. And again, that's coming up on April sixteenth. Uh, sixteenth. Yes. Okay. So you got Helena is last minute, so we're giving you plenty of time. So April sixteenth is when this is going on. But don't wait for those raffle tickets because uh, they're already selling, and you're going to end up missing out on your shot to go hang out in the Paradise Valley. There's a reason they call it that, folks. It is beautiful. Heading back towards my half of the state over in eastern Montana. It's not eastern Montana, Paradise Valley. It's, it's fantastic over there. So, uh, Jerry, thanks so much for coming in, and, and, and thanks for what you're doing with, uh, with and for the kids of our community. Yes, you're welcome, and thank you for having me on your program. I deeply appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. If, if you're interested in uh, helping out, either financially or through volu volunteering, check out CASA online. I'm Troy Shockley, and that's it for Coffee Break today. Be sure to check us out on iTunes. Head on over. Give us a review there. That's always much appreciated. Or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow.